Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. The center of it all, Jesus says, I surround you with my presence. The Bible was God's plan for presenting to us. If we miss everything else, when we read through the scriptures, let's remember that the scriptures aren't there so that we can try and imitate David and be more courageous. The scriptures are there to show that David was fulfilled in Christ, who was courageous for us. And now in Christ, we receive Christ's courage. The Bible, the pictures of David fighting the enemies, the giants, is not so that we can imitate Joshua and David and Moses and and defeat our giants. It's so that we may know that Jesus was the one who defeated the giants. And now, greater is he in me than he that's in the world. The Old Testament is not there's a book of moralizing uh, how to keep the Ten Commandments. It's a book about how Jesus Christ fulfilled the Ten Commandments. And in Him, He has broken the power of sin and death. And when we are born into Him, we are members of His bride, the new Israel. This gospel doesn't make sense if we take it out of its velvet background of the Old Covenant. Can you say amen? Now right in the middle of this beautiful book, as we bring our topic on the Bible to a close, but definitely not closing our Bibles. Amen? When you go right to the center of this book, there's an interesting little 12-chapter book. Guess what it's called? The Song of Solomon. Right at the center, between, uh, just after Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, before Isaiah, there's this eight-chapter book called Song of Songs. And the rabbis used to use that book to preach on how God loved Israel. Guess what we preach in the New Covenant? How Jesus, how God, Christ, loves his bride. Amen. It's a beautiful story about one of Solomon's many wives. But he seems to write this series of poems to her in such a romantic, loving way that it captured the hearts of the, of, of the people of Israel. And he had numerous, 800 and something. I mean, he had a lot of grace. And you know, it was culturally acceptable. Like we were in Dubai one year and they showed us a prince's um, estate with his ha- replica houses, with his different families. And they don't m- mingle. And he moves around, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And got seven wives. Solomon, 800. And, and something. Uh, but out of all of them, the, what was it about this one? You know, it's a beautiful picture that God's got a lot of children. But when he looks at you, he only sees you. When he looks at you, He only sees you. He only sees me. It's like we are the one and only. He doesn't just see a crowd of people. And there's a series of poems in this beautiful book that that, that give us uh, an analogy. The rabbi saw God and Israel. We see Christ in the church. Beautiful analogy 
of how uh, this this Shunammite woman was despised by her brothers. They made her work hard in the fields. The sun burnt her. She cries out and says, the sun has burnt me. It's darkened me. And, and you despise me. You treat me with contempt. But in the, somewhere in her life, she meets this Mr. Perfect. And it's love at first sight. And after that, she dreams about him. She can't get him out of her mind. She goes through the city one night looking for him, saying, where is my beloved? My beloved is mine and I'm his and his banner over me is love. And the gods in the, in the village think she's up to no good late at night. So they give her a hiding and send her home. We see that she, she's working in the, in the fields and in the distance there's the sound of the coming carriage and the, the war chariots and the, the soldiers' swords clashing against the side of the chariots as they're coming. And King Solomon and all his pomp and ceremony is coming through the village. So all the, all the in the Shimonaut village, they're all down on their faces uh, to show respect. And as he, as he comes, comes through, the chariot stops and the carriage stops. And all she can hear in the distance are these feet walking around. And after a while, she hears a voice that is familiar. And she looks up and she sees the face of the man she fell in love with. And he says to her, come away with me. Can you imagine how her life changed? Can you imagine how astounded she was when she saw... It's like that, that song, I saw your face in a crowded place, and I don't know. Blunt, James Blunt, that right. How does that go? I saw your face. In a, yeah. so, I mean, it was like one of those moments. Just you, you saw it. Ah, that was love. But now, where are they? Who are they? And then she finds out this is the king. She's astounded, her heart's beating. She's lifted up into the carriage. She's taken away to a palace. I mean, you, you're having an identity crisis right here, right now. She has got to learn a new way to exercise her authority as a, as a king's wife. She's got a new way to dress. She's got a new way to speak. Can you see how rich the analogies are? To the one who wooed you to himself. With one glance. You thought it was you that found him. No, you were searching in all the wrong places. And that's why you got beaten up. And you had a low self-image. And your identity was caught up by other people's opinions of you. And what they thought of you. And it drove you to your knees. Working like a slave. But there was someone who had seen your face. There's someone who knows you by name. And the Bible says he knows every hair that's on your head. And he looked through the crowd and he saw you and his chariot stopped. He left his mansions of glory and he came here because he has raised you to an ambassador of a royal degree. He's lifted us out of being ordinary, given us a new identity, changed our name. And now all that has to happen is we've got to change the way we think about it. We've got to change the way we think about who we are because of him lifting us up. 
Because if we still see ourselves as slaves in the field, we'll always be slaves in the field. But when we step into our royalty and put on the righteousness he gives us and take up the shield of faith and put on the breastplate of righteousness, we know that our Redeemer lives and he saved us and he's lifted us out of the status of being dead into the status of being alive. In the old covenant, there were only Jews and Gentiles. In the new covenant, there's only believers and unbelievers. And the moment you believe on him, his face turns to you and your identity changes instantly. But it might take your lifetime to find out that your identity has changed. To find out there's a new way of talking. It's a faith language. It's an agreement with heaven language. It's a language that calls things that are not as if they are. It's a new language, a new identity, and all that needs to happen is for us to change the way we see ourselves and change the way we see the one who wooed us to himself. Come on, church. He's in a good mood. We see him as the lover of our soul. We see him as the one who says, I will never condemn you because I took all the condemnation that you could ever deserve. I've already judged you. You were dead and you're alive. There's your judgment. You say, Steve, do you think there's going to be rewards? I think there's some kind of rewards. But the greatest reward is going to see Jesus face to face. And to hear the lover. When we hear that voice, we're going to go, I've always known that voice. Intuitively, I always knew that voice. Instinctively. I, I never heard it with these eardrums. But when I hear him say, welcome, well done, my good and faithful servants. When I hear those words, I'm going to say, that's the lover. I see him. But my friend, it's not just for heaven. It's right now. You have stepped into a carriage. You're surrounded by his chariots of fire, chariots of deliverance, chariots of victory. This is the gospel. This is the message of Jesus. Can you say amen? Some, some beautiful passages come out of the Song of Songs. She says, do not gaze at me because I'm dark, working out in the field, because the sun has looked upon me. My mother's sons were angry with me, but they made me keep of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. So I looked for him, but did not find him. I called him, but he did not answer. The watchmen found me as they made their way rounds in the city, and they beat me and bruised me. They took away my cloak, those watchmen of the walls. Oh, daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you, if you find my lover, what will you tell him? Tell him I'm faint with love. Question from her friends. How is your beloved better than the others, most beautiful of women? How is your beloved better than others that you have charged us so? Her answer, my lover is radiant and ruddy, outstanding among 10,000. His head is pure as gold, hair wavy as black as ravens, his eyes. And then they divulge into some uh, uh, language that it was probably fitting for the time. Like temples like pomegranates. <laughs> and breasts like towers. Legs like towers. And, uh. But it was super romantic back then. This was like the language of the day. This was like the erotic to the power of ten. Uh. Okay, so that's why I left it out. Because it's Sunday morning. And I don't want your minds wandering all over the place. What is that coming up from the wilderness like columns of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all the fragrant powers of a merchant? Behold, it is the carriage of Solomon, 
Around it are 60 mighty men, some of the mighty men of Israel, all of them wearing swords and expert in war, each with his sword at his thigh against terror by night. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride. Sorry, Terry. Come with me from Lebanon. Depart from the peaks of Anaka, from the peak of Sinir and Hermon, from those people who beat you up and have run you down and have robbed you of your, your, your uh, identity and your self-worth and those lions, those leopards. You have captivated my heart, my sister, my bride. You have captivated my heart with one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace. How beautiful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much better is your love than wine. He brought me to his banqueting house and his banner over me is love. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over, and God set me as a seal upon your heart. Love like a hurricane. Love like a hurricane. Set me as a seal upon your heart, upon your arm. For love is strong as death. Jealousy is fierce as the grave. It flashes or it flashes or flashes of fire. The very flame of the Lord. Many waters cannot quench love. Neither can floods drown it. If a man of for love all the wealth of his house, he will be utterly despised. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils are fragrant. Your name is oil poured out. Let's just stand together for a moment. Uh, Heather. Doing this topic around the Bible, if it lands us at this place where we know it's all about Jesus, it's been worth the journey. If it just lands us at a place like some theological professors have landed, where they just analyze everything out of, into nothing. And, and question everything to oblivion. We would have achieved nothing if we just had a head full of knowledge. But Jesus, we thank you that you are the love of my soul. That your banner over me is love. You brought me to your banqueting table. We have been brought to your banqueting table. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Honor you. Thank you for the fragrance. Your name is like ointment poured forth. I pray we would be so impacted. Our lives would be so saturated with the aromas and the perfumes of heaven that even as we've declared this morning that Jesus at the center of it all. Even as we've declared this morning that this is how I fight my battles. You may feel like you're at your worst. you so far down you can never get up again. You've been beaten and bruised by life. You've looked in all the wrong places. The Bible says every day His mercies are new. Every day his compassions on you. 
And he says, come my beloved. Take me, take my hand and let me lift you up into my carriage. Let me take you away and spoil you. And even as you're standing here this morning, if you've never ever made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and you're saying, I'm still spiritually dead. I need to be made alive. Then there's a moment here for you to see one glance of his face. Or if you're standing here this morning and just your love for Jesus is not where it was. That prophetic word said, is he really the center? Because if he's not, there's, there's a moment here where he glances at you across the table and he smiles with the most forgiving, non-judgmental smile that just melts your heart. Because you expect him to be angry. You'd prefer it if he was angry because then you'd get what you deserved. But you look at his hand and you see those nail prints and you know he got what you deserved. So you can get what he alone deserves. And if that's you this morning and you say, I want Jesus in my life. I want Jesus to be the center of my life. Just look up at me. Look up if that's you. And just, ra- just raise your hands. Just raise your hands as an act of receiving. I want your gift. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. I want to ask those of you who've raised your hands, not that are worshiping, but are raising your hands to say, yes, Steve, please include me in that prayer. Just slip out from where you're standing. Just come to the front here. If you've got a phone on your chair, bring it with you. Bring your valuables with you. If you Just step out. That's right. There's a moment here for the lover of your soul. Love like a hurricane. Unquenchable. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And I want to ask those of you who know that you can come and stand behind these people. Just come right now. Someone standing behind each person. It's just a point of faith. It's a point of connection. So those, just look up at me. Just look up at me. And someone stand behind somebody right now. And can we all say this prayer together? Audibly. I'll say it first. Say after me. Lord Jesus Christ. You are the Savior of the world. You are the center of the gospel. And I'm asking today that I would know you as the center of my life. If you've never been the center of my life, today that's changed. And if you were the center but you've drifted off center, today I recenter my life around you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We can all do with a bit of recentering from time to time. We can all do with a bit of recentering. And all that is is changing the way we're thinking right now about our relationship with Him. That's recentering. The Bible calls it repentance. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.
Amen. Now, this is wonderful what's happening. Can we just give the Lord a praise and a thanks for these dear folk? As you go back to your seats, the person who prayed with you knows who you are. They'll contact with you. But I have had someone point. Can we just take our seats for a moment? And um, are you ready for this next topic of discipleship, evangelism, reaching the lost, seeing people, going to the highways and byways? Like that man who set up a banquet and nobody came and then he said, go to the highways and byways. We're going to see a lot of people being swept into the kingdom of God. Not just by the word spoken, but by signs, wonders, miracles, healing and by serving others. I'm astounded at the positive feedback I'm getting from that little walk around we did on the public holiday picking up papers. I, I mean, I'm getting new messages from people I haven't heard from in ages and the the lady, the ward counselor, was like doing backflips, and I thought, but we were just picking up a few papers. And people are like, no, it's much more than that. You're making a statement in, 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 in like one of the most downtrodden places that have been allowed to just fall into disarray. And you're making a statement that where we are, we want to see a difference. It's not just picking up papers. It's not just Sunday sermons that are going to save people. It's you and me being lighthouses where he's planted us. That's what this discipleship course is all about. Topic one, knowing God the Father. Topic two, knowing the grace of our Lord Jesus. Topic three, knowing the power of the Holy Spirit. Topic four, knowing how to pray correct. Topic five, seeing Jesus as the center of it all. And as we move into this next topic, can you just agree with me now, just as we bow our heads and we say, Lord, we've heard over the years of this wave of revival that's going to sweep across Durban and from Durban up into Africa. We are in agreement now and declare it's beginning now. A wave of revival, a wave of souls being swept into the kingdom like we haven't seen that will be on an unprecedented scale. We agree with that. We pray for protection over Rob and Glenda as they make their way here. We know they gifts from you to us. And we open our hearts to receive the word that they have. And the others sharing uh, over this month. And all God's people said. Amen. I'd like to invite the home cell that's serving this morning to come up quickly. We're going to take up an offering. Also, I've got an announcement to make. A very exciting announcement. We want to give you something today. It's our new information brochure that has taken the office a couple of months to do. And I wonder, hey, Nita, we could have left those piles up here. Okay, I'll tell you what, there's going to be people at the door if you've got to leave at uh, half past nine, which is in a few minutes. If you're sitting around here, someone will be here with the pamphlets. Take them, have a look through it. It's, it's really been well done. It's good for information for you, but it's a good tool to give to someone else that lets them know about us and has all the information that we need at this time on it. So be sure to take that before you go today. Lord, we thank you as we bring our offerings this morning. We bring of our first fruits to your glory and for your kingdom. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. As you go, and Gareth's going to play a nice song at the back there, Love Like a Hurricane. Never got that one scripted. Are we ready with those flyers, Nita? Uh, Life group? We're going to do it, okay. Paul Brain, don't you want to come and pray? <clears throat> just for favor of a, a people's end of the month. Father, we just thank you for this wonderful service. We thank you, Lord, that you are Lord of all, and you are the center of our hearts. And Lord, as we move from here, we just pray that we'll be so conscious of your presence and your voice and your calmness. We thank you, Lord, that every situation that every single person sitting in this place is going through, you know about it. You know everybody sitting here. You know every struggle. You know every uh, thoughts of anguish. You know every demonic attack. You know all those things. And, Lord, we've, we, we, we've seen you as the center of it all. You are the one who can deliver. You are the one who can set free. And, Lord, even as we leave, even as we trust you now, come Holy Spirit. Do what needs to happen. Your love is just so awesome. Your love is just so awesome. And Lord, not only here, but tomorrow night as we get together, we just pray for your awesome, loving presence to be with us. As you teach us, as you guide us, as you give us the strength to overcome and to to break the holes and the bondages that are so easily assail us. And Lord, we rise you up. We raise you up, correction, Lord. We raise you up by faith this morning. And as we leave here, Lord, we know that as we leave this place, mm-hmm. your presence is with us. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't stop being with us. Mm-hmm. So we thank you for the time. We, I pray that you'll take care of every single need into mm-hmm. this week. The end of the month, as Steve said, Lord, can be a hassle sometimes. But Lord, I pray for a divine presence, a divine provision, as you always do. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You are a mighty God, and we trust in you. Amen. Now you may leave before. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Bill. God bless to everyone. See you tomorrow.